Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode of Life as a gringo I am Dramos, of course And man, uh, today's episode is uh, I'm gonna pull this from One of the, the chapters in the book That I'm, I'm writing That kind of goes along With this podcast And and this is actually what I'm calling one of the 10 gringo commandments. And this one is incredibly important. And it is, there is no quote unquote right way. And that can be applied to so many different things. I mean, obviously the premise of this podcast when it comes to being a Latino, that feels like, man, you're, you're not allowed to exist in your own skin. You don't fit in with your own people. Uh, obviously, that is kind of the the first and foremost when it comes to what it means when it, when I say there is no right way. But also, I think when you when you look at things in the macro, when we look at life, when we look at what society is dictating to us, what we we need to do, and again, in air quotes, need to do, it's obvious that this reminder is is needed. There is no right way, and. The more that I've begun to achieve a lot of the things that I've set out to do, the more that I've, man, I, I guess allowed myself to recognize my own successes and, and of course, my own failures. I, I realized that life is, is not about recreating somebody else's success or, or even when you take somebody's advice, even if it's good advice it never can be perfectly applied to your life. You know, you, you have to recognize the fact that we are all incredibly different people. And while there may be certain similarities and certain interests and certain aspects to our stories that, that of course, like I said, have similarities, we're all on a different path. The things that make us tick don't necessarily make everybody else tick. And, and I think that's something I've had to, to come to terms with, especially lately, man. I think on this like never-ending journey of, of life that we we always sort of talk about, right? That even as much as you learn, as much as you know, as much as you grow, there is always room for more and you're always going to forget something. You're always going to come across something you're not sure of, may not be prepared for necessarily. 
uh, a teachable moment, whatever the case may be. And I, I just think, you know, for for me, sort of having to come to terms with goals that I've set for myself that that may not be what actually would make me happy, right? Achieving those goals, man, in the way that I, I kind of thought of them probably wouldn't make me happy as I've gotten to know myself a little bit better. And I want to touch on that a bit in the Mihenta segment. Uh, we'll, of course, also get into um, in, in that segment a bit of, of kind of the basis of life as a gringo. I know I've talked about it a bunch, but we'll, we'll dive into it from this angle a bit. And then I also want to get into uh, for our uh, for the people in the back segment, our deep dive. I want to get into uh, a quote and then also a, a a scientific kind of approach to this that I that I found uh, on the internet, uh, just to kind of open up your mind into seeing how man there is really no right way. I mean, shit, scientifically, method wise, uh, personality wise. So we'll, we'll do a deep dive in our for the people in the back segment uh, where I, I talk about all of that. And uh, no Ask a Gringo segment on today's show. It just didn't seem like a, one that actually fit for, for today's show, but I'll, I'll get one in there for our Thursday trends. But for this one, without further ado, man, let's dive into our segment, our deep dive in a segment called For the People in the Back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so I first want to start you with a quote from Nietzsche. And the quote that I, I found here that I thought was really appropriate for this topic of, of conversation, the quote is, you have your way, I have my way. As for the right way, the correct way, and the only way, it does not exist. And I, I love that as, as a basis here, right? Because I think society feeds us like this this kool-aid right i call it the societal kool-aid and we're all told to like drink it up from a really early age when we're young when we're in school and, and school is like this one size fits all system right and there's like only you know point a to b you know from the from the start of it to the end of it right the grades and the levels of it are all laid out before us right you know kindergarten to to 12th grade and then you go off to college and then you get a job you get married blah blah, blah right all these these dreams that were we're being sold from a very young age, right? The path is is laid out for us. But unfortunately, that path doesn't take into account that all of us have different needs. All of us have different wants. All of us have different desires. Different things make us happy. Different things make us unhappy. And, and the reality is that for some people, you know, um, and there, there might be something that makes me incredibly happy, but makes another person miserable, right? And vice versa. But that's not what we're taught when we, we're, we're, you know, given this cup of societal Kool-Aid from a young age growing up, we're, we're all taught to men sit there, sip on the same cup and expect the same thing to work for all of us. And if it doesn't, we're made to feel like outsiders. You know, we're, we're, we're made to feel like we don't belong. You know, we're made to feel like that we're crazy. There's something wrong with us. How could you not want to fit into this box that society's giving you, right? Like we're made to feel like we're crazy because we don't fit into this one size fits all box that society is, is giving to us, right? And the reality is, you know, there is no one size fits all. We are all drastically different. Even siblings are are incredibly different, right? And this is, I've said this before, authenticity, right? That being your superpower, what makes you unique being your superpower, you know? And and I say all that to, to allow you to begin to open your mind to embracing your differences and open your mind to the fact that 
you know, you thinking differently is okay. It's a good thing, right? Like, again, there is no right way. And I say that as somebody who studies, you know, people that I look up to, right? You know, the the people in media, the people in business, the people in life that I look up to, I always, you know, reverse engineer their success. And I try and figure out how does it apply to me? But I want you to focus on that last line I just said, how does it apply to me, right? I'm not looking at it through the lens of how do I copy exactly what they did and expect to have the same results, be it, you know, uh, success or be it just happiness, right? I can't expect what worked for them to work for me. And and I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't, you know, uh, tried to copy people before. I think for, for a long time, and even certain times I have to check myself right now, when I get inspired by somebody, the way they're doing something, it doesn't mean to apply exactly what they're doing. I have to go and take away the principle of what they're doing and figure out how I can apply something similar in my life that works for me in my current situation. Now, I want to kind of dive into uh, an article that I found from the Scientific American Blog Network. And they kind of just talk about a, a couple of different things from like the human development uh, standpoint, as well as um, Maslow, who has like this hierarchy of needs, if you've ever heard of that, kind of talking about what it means to be like a fulfilled human being, that there are certain basic needs that all of us need to fill in order to be happy. Now, this article in particular was written by Scott Barry Kaufman, and uh, the article is called, There Is No Way to Live a Good Life. And he talks about these two models of, of human development. And again, these are just examples. They don't mean you have to pick one or the other, but it just allows you to begin to, I, I guess, start setting a blueprint for yourself about what kind of works for you, what models work for you, and to act accordingly. Now, he says, quote, the first model is what you might call the surrender yourself model of development. According to this model, the lowest kind of happiness is having your basic food and health needs met. Then there is achievement, the pleasure we get from earned and recognized success. Then there is generativity, the pleasure we get from creative expression and having a large positive impact on the world. Finally, the highest and most notable kind of happiness is complete surrender and the glowing satisfaction we get when we put all of our being towards a notable cause. And as I read that, I'm actually finding myself resonating with uh, with, with that type of model, um, you know, first and foremost, as, as they say that, uh, that kind of makes the most sense to me. Let's let's talk about the second model that that uh, Scott uh, Barry Kaufman talks about. Now, he says, quote, the second model we might call the fully human model. In this conception, the focus is on helping you find your own unique path to fulfillment. The hierarchy is not arranged from least noble to most noble, but instead is a hierarchy of prepotency. According to this model, our most important needs are food, shelter, and safety. Without these prepotent needs met, people do not even get an opportunity to further grow as a human. These most prepotent needs include a lack of environmental instability and chaos in the environment, as well as a lack of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse from trusted loved ones. Once those needs are met, it's important to have our love needs met, which include a sense of belonging and connectedness to others. Then, with that foundation, we can pursue authentic and earned forms of mastery, satisfying our need for the esteem from others. Then, with such security as a person and a grounded sense of competence and self-worth, we can try to pursue our most unique purpose, hone our authenticity and core values, 
And then with that strong foundation and knowledge of who we are and what makes our own unique life worth living, we can authentically transcend ourselves, contributing our full humanness to increase the human condition. And that one was obviously a little bit wordier. He goes on to say in the article, it doesn't matter which one of those models resonates with you. And again, these are just models that are being thrown out there. Maybe you take pieces of each one that that seems to make sense for you. But essentially, it's saying we all have different things that we value in this life, right? Like different basic needs. And in the first model, the the lowest kind of happiness for that person who that that model fits for, the lowest kind of happiness for them is having their basic food and health needs met, right? You know, for, for them, the, the greatest, highest, most noble kind of happiness is complete surrender, right? And, the, and like you said, the glowing satisfaction we get when we put all of our being towards some sort of noble cause. And then in that second model, that fully human model, again, it's basically saying like, listen, th- for this person, they, their basic needs are the most important thing that needs to be met, right? Like their safety um, their their physical, emotional safety, like any and that all comes before anything else. Like if that stuff is not there for them, if it's not met, then they can't basically function as a as an entire human being, as a as a full human being, right? And uh, it's it's funny, man, because again, I, that first one really did resonate with me because you know I think I think for me, I guess when I think about when I'm unhappy in, in those moments, I might be suffering from depression or anxiety or, or just feeling down a certain day. It's easy for me to look past the idea of, of basic needs being being met. And I think for me, when I when I really think about this, you know, obviously, there's a level of stress that came along in the days that I was having to, you know, worry about if I could afford to buy groceries that week, or if, uh, you know, how I was going to pay for my rent that month. You know, all of those things, there was stress that came along with it. But I think the things that truly depressed me the most during those times was when I felt like I didn't have something bigger going on in my life, that I wasn't working towards something bigger. I think the times where I feel like I don't have my heart completely into something, right, where I'm not just like throwing myself at something and just trying to build it and and be so present to the fact that I'm just like obsessed with this one thing and my, my heart and soul are completely in it, right? Like, when I don't have that, I think that is, are the, those are the moments that I feel far more depressed than the moments that I'm worried about groceries, right? Because I could always make myself happy when I think about it with, you know, man, uh, a 25 cent ramen or uh, from the bakery, it's called focaccia bread. And I would make that like my own personal pizza. They would sell for like 50 cents each at the bakery uh, by my old apartment in Jersey City, right? And that would be like the days that I was really broken. I couldn't afford to buy real groceries. That's what I would do. Or I would fry up the ramen noodles and just get crazy and I'd be happy as can be, right? But the real things that depressed me was not feeling like I wasn't working towards something bigger, you know? And and so for me, that surrender yourself uh, model of human development, I think makes the most sense for me. It's actually really, really beneficial when you see it broken down like that, right? Because I think you, you begin to understand what makes you tick. And that's why this whole idea of there is no right way is so incredibly important because you're seeing two different models here. And I'm not a scientist. I would assume there's probably very variations of this, right? But you're you're seeing that for different people, they need different things to provide them with the level of, of comfort to truly be able to be happy, right? And if you're trying to 
uh, have somebody follow your path exactly. They might be the other personality type that falls into a different model than you, and and they're going to be incredibly unhappy even if they have the same things as you. And I think that that's what's interesting to me. I, I think about you know past coworkers of mine and at previous jobs and previous situations, and and thinking like, yo, how the fuck are they so happy here, right? And it's probably because we valued different things, right? We we maybe existed to you know, uh, following different models subconsciously that that made us happy and fulfilled. And I think it's easy in those moments when you see other people who have similar to you or even less happy and you, you make yourself feel bad. Like, why? Why can't I just be happy? There's something wrong with me. And there's just not, you know, you might not be tapping into the things that you need, like the essentials that you need in order to truly be happy and, and fulfilled uh, in your everyday life. And I, I just love that, that how he, he broke that down, you know, and then they have this quote in there. Last thing I'll pull from that article. And they have this quote from Maslow, who, again, he has like that hierarchy of needs, right? And it's uh, a lot of people present it in like this triangle where it talks about your basic needs to your most important ones and, and how to get to this place of self-actualization, which is like the ultimate goal, right? Fulfillment, um, the, the best version of yourself, the happiest version of yourself, right? And they, they pulled this quote from him. And he says, quote, an assumption of self-actualization theory is that it very strongly requires a pluralism of individual differences. Such a true acceptance of individual differences has several key implications that should be stated briefly. It means that we try to make a rose into a good rose rather than seek to change roses into lilies. It implies a kind of Taoism and acceptance of what people really are. It necessitates a pleasure into the self-actualization of a person who may be quite different from yourself. It even implies an ultimate respect and acknowledgement of the sacredness and uniqueness of each kind of person. In short, humanistic psychology involves an acceptance of people as they are at their intrinsic core and their regards therapists as simply Taoist helpers for them. We strive to enable to become healthy and effective in their own style. And he's saying a lot there. I think to me, the one line that really sticks out is we try to make a rose into a good rose rather than change a rose into a lily. Right. So we we try to make the best of a situation. And listen, it's admirable. Right. But it might not be the situation for us, yet we sit there and we try and like force it, right? We're trying to force a, a square peg into a circle hole, right? We're trying to tell ourselves, no, we, we need to be happy here. This makes sense. This is good. I, I should be happy here. Rather than truly listening to yourself and doing what actually makes you happy, right? And and then it goes on to talk about acceptance of others, right? And then think about if you're in a relationship, right? And and you're you're getting frustrated with your partner because they're not thinking about things in the exact same way as you. And and we hear this so many times, you know, um, you know, about people trying to change their partner and and you know and uh, and make them better and and this that and the third. And and the reality is, you may be trying to take that other person. I'm using a relationship as an example because it's a simple one. But you may be trying to take that person down a path that just doesn't make sense for them. And they're never going to feel fulfilled doing that. Sure, they might go ahead and do it and they might try and convince themselves that they are happy just to, to make you happy. But if what you truly want for that person is fulfillment and genuine happiness, you have to accept them for who they are, the quirks of, 
of, of their personality, the way that their mind thinks, the way that their soul, you know, reacts to certain things, the, the things that end up driving them as the, you know, important factors towards their fulfillment and happiness. And you have to accept that it may be different from yours, you know, and that that is the the beauty of it. And they talk about, you know, therapists are, are helpers for helping people sort of get to that place of, of fulfillment and understanding what truly works for them right it's like what what makes your mind tick and what gives you that that real feeling of of fulfillment and man that's so beautifully said i i, I want to say that again with that that quote you know uh we try to make a rose into a good rose rather than seek to change roses into lilies man we try and make something work that will never truly work for us rather than just saying you know what i'm gonna go and take this other path that i know is is actually uh, what's going to make me happy, right? And I think that's just something to to, to keep in mind. Uh, as difficult as it is, right? When you talk about judgment from people, especially those closest to you, uh, when you talk about seeing what's worked for other people and like there's this level of guilt of, of thinking like, man, they're so happy with, with this same thing as me. Why am I not happy, right? And you almost shame yourself into into thinking there's something wrong with you, you know? I can remember even being like 18 years old and, you know, first time, like, you know, we're going to college parties and, and all these different things. And that was like the, the what we did, you know, three, four nights a week. And I can remember like asking one of my friends, like, man, like, you don't think that there's more to life than this? And him just being like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, what do you mean? Like, what more could you want? We're getting drunk, you know, every night. There are girls, there are parties, there are laughs, there are fun. We don't have any real responsibility. And while that worked for him, it's obvious that my model was a bit different than his, right? Like I, I wasn't fulfilled with, with those needs being met. You know, maybe for him, uh, a social life was like that high, high ranking thing for him. And for me, it didn't rank so high, right? I wanted something bigger than, than myself, you know? And, uh, and, and, and that just goes to show you, I just remember thinking there was something wrong with me. I remember it making me really depressed because I, I genuinely, thought there was something wrong with me i think even the first time i ever went to a therapist kind of saying like man i i see people around me and everybody seems to be having fun and be okay with the way things are and i'm always questioning things i'm always saying like there has to be something more you know and it's like i have this inability to feel happy and i think at the end of the day it's not this inability to feel happy i'm i'm not doing the things that actually make me happy right i'm trying to do the quote-unquote normal thing that an 18 year old does you know, after high school or and, and in their first year of college, right? I'm just trying to do the societal norm. I'm drinking from the societal Kool-Aid cup and, and uh, you know, and it's not what work works for me. And I'm sitting here guilting myself because I'm not uh, seemingly as happy as everybody else is doing this one thing, you know? And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. It means that that is not high on my, my needs list, right? That's at least not the uh, thing that is important to me in terms of what gives me fulfillment in this life, you know, and it all makes sense now being older and, and kind of uh, having gone through that cycle so many different times. And again, that's that idea of like, you're always growing, you're always learning, you forget things, right? Uh, and, and for me, man, we'll, we'll get into kind of how that works in, in the Mijente segment. I want to kind of touch on that. I feel like I'm like stewing on something off of that. So I want to dive into a bit of how that connects to my own personal story. Uh, again, in the Mijente segment, but first let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcast. All right, so I, I left off kind of talking about this cycle that I, I I'm honestly recognizing right now as I as I record this, you know, uh, so 18, 19 years old, going to college parties, you know, and then feeling like, man, has to be something more to, than life, you know, more to life than this, right? And I I then you know start playing in a band, and we go on tour, and we're recording albums, and and doing all these different things, traveling all around the country, you know. My friends are back home, still partying, doing the same thing. And I'm out doing these these different things, all these shows. But then the same thing eventually happens, right? Uh, a few years into band, we've recorded, doing all these things. And I'm feeling like, man, it has to be something more to life than this. And again, I'm at that point where I'm, I'm shaming myself because it's like, yo, everybody else around me is happy. I'm doing all these great things. I'm getting to travel at a young age. I'm getting to live my dream right now. But it's still not fulfilling me, you know, or at least it's not fulfilling me anymore has to be something wrong with me right and that's where the shame the guilt the depression comes in i'll never find happiness you know I, and then you know you i move on from that i i decide okay i'm gonna walk away from music i'm gonna focus on the business side of things i, I start my own record label out of my parents basement i'm signing some bands i'm you know taking them on tour i'm getting their cds in stores i'm, I'm doing all the business stuff you know i formed my first llc at, at 19 years old You know, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely running a, a real business, be it out of my parents' basement, but still a business. And I'm happy for a while. And the same cycle happens. It has to be something more to life than this, right? 
what happens from there. I then, you know, go and get into DJing and uh and 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 I start another record label and this time it's more like uh dance music based and hip hop and you know it's like a lifestyle brand, whatever the fuck that means, you know, and we're doing clothing and it's like, okay, cool, this is touching on so many things that I'm I'm into. I'm finding a community, uh, you know, I'm getting to DJ and make money from from playing music, you know. It's now my my job, you know. I quit my my part time job at Guitar Center just to DJ full time. Uh, you know, we're going to New York all the time. We're going to these parties and we're meeting people, and you know, we're we're living this life. And again, the same cycle begins to happen. There's got to be more to life than this, right? And from there, I get into radio, and I'm then DJing on the radio, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And I'm playing in Vegas, and I'm playing in Miami, and I'm traveling a ton to. to interview artists and do all these different things again there's got more life than this you you, you kind of see where i'm going breakfast club ends up being the same exact thing right and and i think what i realize is and again as the as a human experience it's hard to recognize those patterns as you are in it and i think i've even gone through that as of late and i think to a degree i've gone through that even right now right and i mentioned this because i think it's also necessary right i i don't think you're supposed to like see it completely the first second third time it happens i think it's all a part of it because the reality is every time i ascended to a new level i got more and more out of it i got a little bit more fulfillment until it, it kind of hit that ceiling and I had a breakthrough once again and i've done that you know a ton and recently i've done that and i think now i'm a, a bit more conscious of of what it means right and especially reading something like that you know i think for me it, it's meaning that i'm i'm now looking and i'm, I'm pulling back up that uh, that model that made sense for me with a model of human development, the surrender yourself model, right? And I'm looking for for something that I can surrender myself into and and put all of my being into some sort of noble cause, right? And I think for me at one point it was music and it was saying, you know, I, I felt like I had this connection to people. I was, as a DJ, I was making their lives a bit better on the weekend, whatever, you know, shit they were going through in their life. I was able to uplift them through through, you know, giving them a great night when it came to music. And I was a part of a community and I was being a positive influence in that music community. I was having quality conversations with artists and not just talking about dumb shit, but trying to get into real things in real life. Right. And all that I think is great. It's admirable. But again, for me, it's like this. You want, I want more of a noble cause. Right. I think it's not fulfilling that itch I have for really having some sort of a noble cause. And I think I've been feeling that a lot as of late. I've talked about this on the podcast where I've kind of been in and out of a funk these last few weeks. And I think, you know, it's it's that same point. Again, I'm breaking through a bit of a ceiling saying, you know, what is is the next thing going to be? Life as a gringo has been amazing because I know I'm giving a voice and a community to so many people who felt like nobody saw them, right? And I love doing this. And I think I'm, I'm having gotten that taste of that. I want more. I want to be doing more things. I want to be leaving more of a mark on my community, more of a positive effect on my community, right? And I want to throw myself you know, throw my whole being into the more of a noble cause. And I have things that are still in my head right now that I'm working on behind the scenes. But again, I think it's a cycle. And I think, you know, you have to be okay with it being a cycle. And I'm, I'm saying that, realizing it as I talk right now, I think a lot of that shame that I may have had with myself about feeling like, man, uh, Marlon Crabb has a song where he talks about he can, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, he can find something wrong with heaven, right? And I, I related to that because I always felt like, I can find the negative in just about anything, right? And I can pick apart anything and I can, you know, you, you get the point. 
but I, I think it is you're you're just looking for for a little bit more. And you're searching for that next noble cause, right? That next next thing, you know. And I think I don't, you know, I think for me, a part of me probably shamed myself for a long time for that. Like, why can't you just be happy with this one thing and, and that's the rest of your life? But life isn't, you know, uh, beginning, middle, and end, right? Until it is the end, right? But it's not like the movies where you go through this tough time, you come out on the other side, and next thing you know, your life is happily ever after, right? It doesn't work that way. I think it is these never-ending kind of cycles of of pushing yourself for more growth and, and more fulfillment, you know? And obviously, you want to find balance in that and do it in a healthy way. And I think when you're chasing good, when you're chasing, you know, noble causes, I think that that's when it's a bit healthy. When you're doing... You know, you're chasing asinine numbers uh, when it comes to money and, and wealth and things like that. That's probably where, uh, you know, the the issue comes into play, right? And that's obviously when it comes to, I guess, your your purpose in this life, the meaning of your life, whatever meaning you determine for yourself, you want to give it. And like I said, when we, we started the show, you know, this applies to every aspect of your life. There is no right way to do anything really, right? And one thing we always hear uh, as Latinos and many people who resonate with the message of this podcast, right? That, you know, it's like if you don't check certain asinine boxes of what it means to be a real Latino, I'm using air quotes here, um, you know, it's like your authenticity is, is now, uh, you know, in question. It doesn't matter where your parents come from. It doesn't matter uh, the receipts that you have. If you don't check these, check these boxes, you are a fake Latino, right? I've heard I was a fake Puerto Rican for so many different things because I listened to metal music growing up or I dressed a certain way. You know, it was like if I didn't use certain slang, didn't listen to, to hip hop, especially being from the New York area um, and, and didn't speak Spanish, I was I was white. And then, you know, um, the white kids, you know, and, and it was, it's funny because that's the one thing where I think where the white kids and the uh, and the, the other Latinos and other people of color would would agree upon. Right. Like even my white friends would call me a fake Latino, you know, because it's like uh, to them, if you don't speak Spanish, you're not real Latino. It's the same messaging from all different people. Right. And and the reality is there is no right way. Nobody could change your lineage. Nobody could change your heritage. Nobody could change who your parents are, or where they're from, where your ancestors are from, you know, and there is no one way to do something just because, some, you know, there are certain cultural norms. Right. That doesn't mean that they are the only way. They are just what is considered the quote unquote norm, right? You know, there is a a, a norm for for how to dress, right? For what's on trend and and things like that. That doesn't mean that you can't go and dress in a different way, right? And of course, people are always gonna have a ridicule for anybody who dares to be different. And that's really what it comes down to. Because we're taught from an early age, because we're given that societal Kool-Aid from an early age, we then think anything that doesn't fit into this one size fits all box is weird doesn't make any sense right and, and again that's bullshit and it's just so funny to me how that box gets applied to so many different areas of life different cultures different communities you know all of the above right like it, it, it's just really really ironic but the truth is there is no right way and i mean i i, I think you know to kind of sum up when it comes to our community i mean this podcast is proof of that right like the fact that this podcast was made and that it had success and that there's an audience that you're listening to it right now shows you that the story we've been fed about what it means to be Latino and all these asinine, again, boxes that are meant to be checked, like they're just not real. These are societal constructs. These are all invented by society. I know I've talked about this on the podcast a bunch, but I just feel like we just all need a reminder every once in a while because life will beat us up a bit about this kind of stuff. But 
man, like in life, there truly is no right way. And I think that that's kind of what uh, is some of the the beauty and the mystique and the, and the magic of it all that really makes life something, man, so incredibly special and makes each and every one of us so incredibly special because of our own uniqueness as well. Now, with that said, I want to tie everything we've been talking about in a neat little bow because I feel like I'm getting out to a point where I'm, I'm beginning to ramble off a little bit. Um, so let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll get into some conclusion stew. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Time for conclusion soon. Mm. All right, so I think for me, there are a couple of things that, that really stuck out to me about today's show, or, or specifically the, the one line this this one quote from from Maslow where he said, um, "We try to make a rose into a good rose rather than seek to change roses into lilies, right?" And it implies the kind of Taoism they say an acceptance of what people really are, and and that goes for again the people that we see in our lives, our, our close ones, our loved ones, or strangers on the street, and also for ourselves, right? That that love, that acceptance has to go both ways. And I think an analogy that I would I would look at when it comes to this idea that there is no right way 
this last weekend, my, my girl and I went to go see the uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat exhibit in New York City. And anybody not familiar, incredibly famous artist, uh, people like Jay-Z have done different things with his work and, and uh, with his estate. He, he has worked with Annie Warhol and, and he's one of the most successful American artists of all time. But one of the most profound things about Basquiat uh, for me is that, and this was out of necessity, but he he viewed the entire world as art. Like he he felt so compelled to get ideas out of his head that he didn't wait until he had an actual paint canvas to to paint on. He literally painted anything he could get his hands on. Literally, they had one of his works was on a refrigerator door from his old apartment. They had uh, old wood from like the street that he did paintings on. You saw some were like, man, just like the canvas was tied to sticks and things like that. Like, and I and I bring this up because to me it's an analogy for there is no right way. You you have this person who had went on to become one of the most successful American artists of all time. His paintings sell for millions and millions of dollars. Yet this this man was breaking norms and traditions in the art world, right? He literally was painting on like half broken wooden pallets that he would find in the street, doors that he would find in the street and and making art out of it. And and the art world at first would, you know, kind of stick their nose up to it. They were too good for that. But they had to come around to his talent, his uniqueness, his creativity, right? And he proved there was no right way to be an artist, to be a painter. You didn't have to have these particular tools to do it. And even his style was not that of a traditional painter. If you look at a lot of his paintings, so many people will look at him and be like, man, I could have done that. They're stick figures, right? But that was the the point. You know, he he revolutionized what it meant to be an artist, what it meant to to be a, a painter, you know, and and had his own unique style that the world had never seen before. And that's what made him such a huge success and why he resonates with so many people. But to me, again, that's an example of there is no right way, you know. He didn't follow a traditional path to becoming a gallery artist, especially during that time. He started with street art, with being a, a graffiti artist. And that was before graffiti artists, you know, and people like Banksy were accepted by these big art houses. You know, the art world, again, used to stick their nose up to people like Basquiat. And he did it his own way and found success. And shit, I mean, you look at my story. I was playing in metal bands. You know, I went from playing in metal bands to working for literally the biggest hip-hop radio show in the country. You know what I mean? And now I do a podcast that speaks primarily to uh, my, my Latin community. Like, that fucking weird zigzag to get there, like, it makes no sense. Nobody else could recreate it, but it's my own path, right? It's my path that made sense for me, given my own talents, given my own interests, you know? And, and that's why I want to kind of beat that into people's head. Like, there is no right way, you know what I mean? And again, for our community, this idea of what it means to be Latino, a real Latino, right? Like I have a, a podcast on a Latin network, you know, uh, and, and I'm, I don't fit into that box because again, there is no right way. All of this shit is societal constructs. All of this stuff is made up. All of this stuff is the norm until it isn't right. And it takes one of us to do it our own way to then break up what the quote unquote norm is. And that's what I want to drill into people's minds. You know, when you're chasing whatever it is you want, when you're just living your everyday life, when you're figuring out what gives you fulfillment, what are your basic needs for fulfillment, understand what might make your partner happy, what might make your friend, your mom, your sister, your brother, your daughter, your husband, whatever it is, 
what might make them happy doesn't necessarily make you happy or may not be as big of a priority to you. And that's okay. We all have different things that make sense for us. And we just have to tap into those things and accept them. And that is what will put us on a path of fulfillment rather than trying to fit into somebody else's idea of what makes sense. And that is a recipe for never finding real happiness in this life. Hope this made sense for y'all. I feel like I discovered a bunch of shit about myself in today's episode, which I feel like tends to be the the thing uh, a lot of times, which I absolutely love about doing this show. Something resonated with you. As always, please let me know. If, uh, man, if you can, wherever you're listening, I appreciate you. If you could give us a review, five stars, if you feel so inclined, leave us a, a comment. It's always greatly appreciated. And man, thank y'all for, for being here and listening to another rant. Again, hopefully connected with y'all. And man, with that said, we'll be back on Thursday with our Thursday Trends episode. Until then, stay safe, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.